When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's a cram? Well, it's a public relationship. Or it used to be. It's two celebrities. I've just put their names together because Krim sounds far more interesting than Croy and Kim mm-hmm. Zolciak Beerman. Those uh, two kids are really getting up to no good when it comes to drama, Dawn. And I've got some more drama to share with you. That's great. Remember, we were just talking about Kevin Costner and his wife, Christine, now mm-hmm. or his uh, estranged wife, Christine, and how she was like bebopping on the credit card. And he's like, get out of the house. Well, mm, here's a, a similar story. Oh. Apparently, Croy is trying to kick him to the curb. Of course. And that's curb with a K. Will he be successful? Well, let me tell you the story and you tell me what you think. Apparently, the divorce is getting particularly nasty and he would like her to be removed from the home. Now, remember, both of these two are filing or have filed to have sole custody of the kids, Mm -hmm. which was the first sign we knew something was wrong, right? Because usually you decide to go your separate ways. You have a plan. What are we going to do with the kids? You get them this time. I get them this time. Uh I'll take sole custody, but you have them every other weekend or whatever it is, right? That is not the case with these two. They both are fighting for full custody. And it continues. Most recently. According to legal documents obtained by the blast, uh, the B- <laughs> Croy claims that he has been living in their home with their four minor children, and he is asking a judge to be awarded exclusive temporary and permanent use and possession of the marital home in Alpharetta, Georgia. If that wasn't clear enough, Croy is asking for Kim to be, quote, restrained and enjoined from coming about the marital residence. Wow, coming about. What a legal way. Are you coming about the marital residence? Yes, no, he (laughs) wants her to not come about the marital residence. And apparently that's a response to Kim, who filed for full custody of their four minor children they share together. I feel like that's a turn. Like, why, why would you... I'm assuming it's because whoever gets the house gets the kids. That's why he's doing this. Like, he wants custody of the kids because then he gets custody of the house. And remember, this house, although I don't know how that's going to work. No, not necessarily. Well, you'd think they'd want the kids to be in the house. Right, but that doesn't mean they're going to be. Because honestly, if... Whatever, you know, equity they have in the house, like who paid into it? Well, that's the problem, though, right? Is they're both in huge debt over the house. So I don't understand how they can even stay in the house. As isn't everything split 50-50 in California? It's they're all not weird. in California. Oh, oh, they're, oh, 
my gosh, I forgot. They're in Georgia. They're in honey. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the specific laws are. My point is, though, that there's there's a lot of unknowns here because I would just say, like, why does he want to be in that house if they can't pay for the house? Because he doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah. They should just sell the house, each get smaller house I don't think they mansions. can at this point if it's in foreclosure. Oh, that's right. Now, they said that they got themselves out of that trouble because that was oh, the first time they? we heard anything that From was what, weird. Her offshore gambling? I don't know, but it was like, it's not in foreclosure. We made the payment. Why are you saying this? And then, like, her kids, her older kids were like, yeah, at the airport with TMZ. Yeah, what are you talking about? Our house isn't being foreclosed on, but there were documents. I was going to say, well, let's believe them. Only not. But it hasn't been sold, and I think that they actually ended up making the payments and coming to an agreement. So it still is their house or whatever at one equity point, they have in it. In the story that I read, at one point it said that the legal document showed their house was literally two days away from being on the auction block. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, they said they were able to, quote, work it all out. But fast forward to today, mm-hmm. and it's just one more thing they're going back and forth on in the divorce. So... I honestly think there's got to be it's this all has to boil down to finances, mm-hmm. right? They're making moves on each other to be the like, clearly there's not enough for both of them. And so they're fighting for whatever they can get. And there has to be something on either that or or she did something really nasty because he's being very aggressive with this. Oh, yeah. Right. And it just tells me there's got to be something. Do you I, think there's something we don't know other than the gambling? Because I did hear some reports um, that she was already what. Remember, there was a blind item that she has um, some older man um, investor in her life, you yeah. know, just like she yep. used to do before the crim happened. Yep. So she has an older guy that she's out. been talking to and he's I, been funding her lifestyle. Although when you're that obsessed with money and things, would he care? Like, hey, it's affording our lifestyle. No, I mean, I think he would. I think he would just to save face because he's kind of, uh, you know, he doesn't want other people seeing that she's well, stepping out because it makes him look bad. And that would weak. probably be the only reason. Because he's very. Manhood. Yes, because he is kind of a good old boy. But, you know, I did watch some clips of like how sort of like henpecked, to use an old timey phrase, oh. he was. Like, they were making fun of him on an old reunion. Like, you'd make your husband do all sorts. Like, they liter- she literally at one point had him making wigs. And he was hand-tying <laughs> wigs. And he's like, I'm not, I don't, there's nothing to be ashamed about that. Yeah. I'm making an honest living. Yeah. But he was, like, hand-tying her wigs. And she's like, honey, that was real good. Oh, Lord. I didn't know she was hand-making her wigs. I thought she had a wig company that did it. And she slapped her name on it. Oh, uh, well, I don't, I didn't watch the whole episode. Is I it just, a crim wig? Yeah. Crim's it was one wigs. of her signature, one of her signature wigs. <laughs> or his signature wig. Yeah, that he was. Well, I mean, I, the the in this is another narrative with Kim and Croy that I've kind of been buying into is that he finally saw the light and was like, "This woman is taking total advantage of me, and has made me be her like waiting on her hand and foot for all these years, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to get mine." Yeah, you know, like now it's my turn. Right. And you just been sitting there spending all because just months ago and the article points this out too, they were like like tied at at the hip. Yeah. Or joined at the hip. And you know, just a couple months ago when everybody all these reports about the foreclosure were coming out, they were talking about how, you know, 
like how united they were and and this is not like anything to worry about and so it's just uh-huh. the media Nothing against us and here. it's like what changed yeah. the only thing i can think is that he really did find out that she had like squandered a crap ton of money it has to be like, money i'm done with this or infidelity which we haven't heard anything i no, think i haven't heard anything was, about infidelity i think if there was um i think we would have heard it by now because they're Heck just yeah, saying that's like, far juicier than pot. she's got a gambling problem yeah she's accusing him of like being a drug addict because he smoked a joint a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, literally, that he needs a drug test. tea, honey. Yeah. Like, he smoked pot. Uh-huh. Really? That's, yeah. that's the worst? I mean... They wanted, like, a full blood panel on him. Like, yeah. a hair test where you pull out and you get all the drugs they've ever done in their life. Laugh. hmm Well. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And like I said, if somebody who's rich needs a place to stay, Kim... And Stephanie, Kevin Costner's ex. Oh, they find, got a place. Get a place together, be roommates in a mansion. That's so like Christine $5 and Kim could get together. That's what I'm saying. And Croy and Kevin. I don't think Kevin. I want to watch that Croy. reality show. <laughs> Croy's going to go out on the prairie and be a part of Yellowstone. I kind of would watch that. Yeah, I mean, he would fit right in. Just put a cowboy. And hat I'd love on him. to have Kim like showing Christine like the ways of reality stardom. <laughs> Yes. Like, hey, honey, try one of my wigs. <laughs> then we can have the Kim and Steph show. Oh, my God. On right. E. Call Andy. Okay. We're going to get on this. Andy. When we come back, Hollywood horror. <gasps> Dawn Ooh. has all the latest on something fun coming to Universal Studios, right? Yes. We'll talk about it when we return right here on Thanks for the update, Dawn, and welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to the third hour of the last show of the week here on My Talk. Uh, that is our show, of course, from noon to three. Of course, Lori and Julia are up next. They're back in the studio after a wonderful live broadcast at the oh, Gay 90s yes. as part of our Pride Month celebration. Go listen to that podcast if you hadn't. I'm sure they'll tell you all about broadcasting live from a stage that I used to tip a lot of strippers on while I was completely inebriated <laughs> in my 20s. <laughs> they had a really great setup they, out there, didn't they? They did. It looked fabulous. I saw Julia a couple minutes ago, and she said they had a great time. Aww. Oh, so cool that so they So thanks did to everybody that. who came out. Do you know they had like $2 drink specials? They did. I mean, and they get to hang out with Lori and Julia. Yeah, exactly. They're icons, really. Icons. They? Yes, yes. Okay. Speaking of icons, yes. let's talk about some icons of horror. Yes. So if you didn't know, um, Universal Studios in California, they have a big, I'll just call it a haunted house experience that they do in October. Oh, that's fun. Yes, it's called um, Hollywood Horrors, and it's a Hollywood Horror Nights at Universal Studios, and so every year they try to, of course, make it new and fun and involve their franchises, of course. So this year, they are actually doing a Last of Us experience oh the television show yes the last of us interesting so they're that that makes perfect sense and perfect timing right so they've hired pedro pascal to take you around in the i'm just kidding wouldn't that be that's not hollywood horror that's hollywood horror (laughs) (laughs) what now oh i'd be a hollywood horror for (laughs) pedro Happy Pride. Okay, sorry. Oh my goodness. I'll just I think shut up Pedro... over here and take my pain pills. <laughs> I think 
Pedro's busy, but we'll see if we can get him out there for you. But um, this is, of course, from the hit HBO series starring Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. And we are such huge fans. This was huge. I mean, not only the fans of the video game um, who played the the game, which is one of the best video game franchises out there for stories. I Anybody I talk to that plays games... They usually say that that is everyone, their favorite. Yeah, everyone seems to say it was a great game. Mm-hmm. Either that or like Red Dead Redemption 2 or something. So yeah, The Last of Us is becoming this Hollywood Horrors theme night. And in the month of October, you can already, I think that they're already selling tickets to this. And if you want to go to this, I would plan now. Okay, well, let's get these us are flights. big. Yes. And so they made a little trailer, which I have some of the audio for just because it's fun but basically what's happening is there's this there's a girl sitting on her couch and she has two friends that she's chatting with online as she plays the last of us video game mm-hmm. And one of them is talking about this conspiracy theory the male that this is actually not a show and it's real and so I'll just play it from there all right guys I'm telling you it's real why are you so obsessed with this universal legend? You think I'd be used to them by now? Thanks for paying attention, Jordy. Sorry. All right, just skip to exactly 32 seconds in the video, Jeez, and I. Another conspiracy theory. There's no in the park. Hey, are you guys seeing this? Ooh. Okay. So what you won't hear after that is that she's sitting there. Things get weird in her apartment, and then there's an actual cordyceps zombie thing in her apartment but then it all turns back to normal it's sort of a weird trailer for an entire experience i just don't understand what it seems like a cheap way to make a trailer because it only involved three people well yeah and it didn't show the actual thing no so it doesn't give us any taste of what the actual thing is going to be like but it does remind you of the sort of scariness of that oh yeah because in it, like, so the zombies in this show, they cannot see, they can hear you, though. So yeah. you have to not breathe or talk or say anything, and her phone goes off, and so then the creature Thing finds her. her. Exactly. So this is going to be um, a bunch of different locations, so it's a big experience at Hollywood Studios. You're going to be able to go through a quarantine zone, which will feature a bunch of iconic locations that you guys will recognize from the show or the game. Um, So one of them will be the Pittsburgh quarantine zone, which is um, where they are at the beginning, I believe, or the secondary place where Melanie Linsky was. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. That's Kansas city. Oh, that's Kansas city. Okay. So yeah, Pittsburgh, I think is the first place. So they created a whole world. Oh, so Pittsburgh is the place. I mean, no spoilers, but Pittsburgh is the place where they, all these crazy alien stories can't be true. Can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener hosted the unidentified alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there. The unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Start the story? Mm, yeah, that's where the hotel is. Okay. Right? Because that's part of the experience. Yes. Yeah, right. I remember the when they walked part. through the hotel lobby and, and she's like really... Like, this is awesome because she's never seen a hotel. Right. She's never been outside of the quarantine zone. Yes. And that's the second part is that you'll go through um, the Grand Hotel, the Hotel Grand. Yeah. And that is a super scary part of the show. I thought that was Boston, though. Why did I? No, that's Philadelphia. Yeah. Because that was like the Thomas Jefferson building mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Or not Thomas Jefferson, but like one of the founding fathers. Remember, they, they're in that museum and they walk upstairs to the second floor. Yeah. Things happen. Mm-hmm. And there's, yes, they have to get through all of that. It's yeah. a huge part of the game as well. So you can either be a fan of the game that didn't watch the show or yeah. vice versa. So I think it will probably be pretty cool, especially because of the, uh, you're going to be chased by like. Would you, like, do you love stuff like this? Because like, I love the idea of stuff like this, but I don't, I don't know that I would, because this stuff scares me. <laughs> yeah. There like were... regular old haunted houses I used to love to go to because I, it would just make me laugh so hard. Oh, you like, mean just like at the fair? And stuff? Or yeah, like just, you know, going with friends and getting scared would just make me laugh hysterically. Yeah. But this actually terrifies me. It's a second level yeah, experience. Yeah, because it's so, I don't know what it is. This and the other horror movie of all time that scares me is 28 Days Later, which is also zombies, but they're yeah, fast zombies. Yeah, those are zombies, fast zombies, right. Which is terrifying, because <laughs> right. they're not supposed to be fast. Mm-hmm. That is a big part of 28 Days Later that freaked people out, because yeah. that was the first time we saw fast zombies, Yeah, and so it was really, and not sexy, or not sexy zombies, but zombies that, it's like, well, just run fast and you can get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that whole, like, virus thing. Yes. You know. Yes. Anyway. But no, but my point is this would be very scary. Like, I don't know that I could do this. I, 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 I want to see it, but I want to see it in daylight. I don't want to be scared. Oh, okay. <sighs> well, it opens up on both coasts, Universal Orlando um, on September 1st and um, Universal Studios in California in Have Hollywood you been to September either? 7th. Um, yeah, I've been to both. I haven't been to either. Oh, gosh, so, we I need to get to out there and do this. I know. Okay. Hey, speaking of getting out there and doing it, that's what our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes is doing or about to do on our show. He's about to get to it. What else is on TV and movies this weekend? He'll tell us when we return right here on The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Bradley here for my friends at your boat club. Let's just go get on the water this weekend, shall we? I know a super easy way to do it. With my friends at your boat club, they take care of the hassle. You take care of the fun. They really do make it super easy to get on the water this summer. And my friends, there are many ways you can do it. They've got annual memberships. I signed up for a trial membership and uh, Jamie and I are super excited. Our first trip on the water is going to be next week. I actually did an orientation last weekend. It was super easy and I learned so much. And trust me when I say you do not have to be an expert 
to uh, make magic on the water this summer. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. We're all going to make magic on the water with the help of your boat club because, again, they will get you on the water in no time. They take care of all the business. They take care of the hassle. You just show up, boat, enjoy, and then you go home. For more details and to learn how you can get on the water uh, this summer, head to yourboatclub.com. Welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Don. And I'm going to help our next guest with his microphone. Don, do you want to let people know who's in the studio? Oh, it's Paul McGuire Grimes. He is our um, movie critic extraordinaire. He doesn't belong to us. He's actually his own person and entity. And he has, what have you done over there? I feel like he's broken the mic that I said. I've at. done nothing. <laughs> no, I don't know where, something was wrong with that. Whatever uh, our good friend Steve Patterson was doing today. Oh, that's right. That he had it all it. flipped backwards. But oh, is that okay sure. for you, yeah, honey? It's fine. Is I'll it going to fall? No, it's fine. <laughs> he's holding on to it like a trooper. Paul! Paul! Really done. It's so good to see you both. Yes. So good to uh, have you here with your Golden Girls shirt. Stay Thank golden. You. Stay golden. Oh. Is the season. I saw some other celebrity wearing that T-shirt, and I go, that's my T-shirt. Well, okay, so uh, the character uh, in Ted Lasso wears it in the final episode. <gasps> that's what Trent it Krim. was! Trent yes! Krim Trent wins Krim. the, uh, where's the golden Krim. version? Trent Krim. Yeah. Okay. Krim is also the nickname of uh, Kim and Craig Beerman. Those two desperately <sighs> thirsty individuals. <laughs> <Those thirsty. laughs> right. But that's not why we're here. We are here, though, to talk about what TV and movies are... Uh, happening uh, that we need to know about this weekend, There's at least. So much we can talk about. All right. Let's start in theaters. We've got a big superhero movie opening in theaters this weekend. That is The Flash. Right. Starring Ezra Miller. Finally, long delayed, much highly anticipated. Stars Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, who feels like he knows how to go back in time to prevent the death of his mother. So he tries that and learns that in this multiverse, there is a different Barry Allen. And in this multiverse, there's also a very different Bruce Wayne, now played by Michael Keaton. So we're merging Uh the Tim Burton Batman movies with the current slate of DC movies. And from there, Barry Allen realizes that you can't just go back in time because there are consequences. Ooh, that's the premise of what this uh, multiverse story is. Yes. Why do you say it sounds familiar? Because we're going to talk about the Spider-Verse coming up next night. (laughs) Right. Multiverse is very hot right now in the world of superhero, you know, geekdom. Now, I don't follow, like, I am not a huge comic book superhero person. Mm -hmm. The only conversation I've heard around this movie, other than the delay, of course, is, you know, the backstory that seems particularly problematic regarding Ezra Miller. Right. Does that, you know, as somebody who also pays attention to the news... Did did that affect the way you saw the movie at all? For sure, because I I know some of those allegations, and I don't want to brush those aside with them. So I'm thinking about that throughout the movie. I'm thinking they're such a phenomenal actor, and they land all the emotional beats. So all of that works so well in the movie. And I think I hope that they are on a better track right now. Yeah. That they are mm. getting the help that they need. And there are a few lines in the movie that I'm like, ooh, that hits in your personal life as well as Mm. what your character is saying. And I did struggle because I was like, do I want to support this movie? Sure. Knowing the allegations. But I really wanted to see Michael Keaton back 
as Batman. Uh, and yes. that is what is so That seems fun. like worth the price of admission. Absolutely. He does not see, you know, sometimes actors return to roles 30 years later and you're like, oh, you kind of forgot how to do this or what the magic was. But Michael Keaton, so great as Batman. And it's not just a cameo. It is, he's a fully, he's a big, huge part of this movie. And then there's another young woman named Sasha Kaye, who is Supergirl in it. She's fantastic. And then, of course, there. In, by the time you get to the third act, it does get very convoluted. We're like, okay, we're, you've now gone so far into this multiverse direction that you have to pull us back now to remind us why we went there in the first place. And that's where all of these cameos are. That's where all the surprises, the fan, the fan service, as they say, happens in the third act. And I think a lot of it is not needed. It's there to get the reactions. It's there to get the clickbait. Yeah. But overall, the acting is great. Like these characters, um, so I was I was pleased with the Flash. Okay, all right. So that means it was worth all of this, uh, you know, delay, delay, controversy, controversy. Although it doesn't seem to have done as well as they thought it would at the box office. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about that. I think DC is in a, real, a big slump right now. Their Ooh, movies just yeah. don't do well at the box office. Yeah. And I think that they were hoping that this one it's would like turn like 200 million to make this movie. Right. It's I mean, they shot most of it pre-pandemic. Wow. And then have changed endings, have brought other people in, done tons of reshoots. It's been it's been through the work. So four out of five ticket stops for the Flash. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Four out of five ticket stubs? Yeah, for the Ooh, Flash. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, you know. um, and Ben Affleck is also in this. Also, He's also that? in it okay. as, as Bruce With Wade. With donkeys? Is there a Duncan, <laughs> Duncan <laughs> reference? Not, no donkeys. Because yeah. he's the Batman in this Barry Allen universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes That's sense why he's in it. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Now we have to talk about the movie you're really excited about, Dawn. <gasps> oh my gosh. It is um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Across the Across Spider-Verse. Because Into the Spider-Verse was the first That's one. That's right. Now this is part two. Across I saw it. What did you think of it? Um, it was amazing. It's stunning. Really? Oh, it's there won't be a better animated film this year. Thank the you. The first one won best animated film at the Oscars a couple of years ago. They have managed to up the ante. Wow. Up the animation, which you thought it couldn't get any better, right? And they do it. It's just gorgeous storytelling. I mean, there was a point where I was like, you could turn all the dialogue off. Listen to the score and watch the animation and know exactly what's going on and be enthralled by the world, what they do with this story and with this animation. That is such a good. And Dawn, what did you like about it? Because you talked about that it was so super fast paced. Oh, okay. So my brain, I had a migraine. And so I, that's just, I decided to work through it because you can't just live your life in your bedroom, you guys. You have to try things. So I went and I will say, yeah, like Shawn Mendes is discovering himself. Um, (laughs) So um, maybe he will emerge as a different person. We don't know. But anyway, back to (laughs) the, the Spider-Verse. I had a very, like, I don't know, Paul, if human brains are supposed to take in so many images did it keep? Did it make you like feel like you might not be able to handle much more? Um, yeah, actually. Did you need a yeah. three-hour nap a afterwards? I I had to sit down. I had to think about it because it does move at a mile a minute, and because every frame of the movie has about three or five different animation styles within one single frame. Yeah, and it moving so Honestly. fast that I was like, oh my god! Like I don't even know if I can catch up with this, and my brain can move pretty fast as well. That you could pause it, watch something. You, like you almost need to watch it a few few times to get everything and then toward the end you're like 
this there's no way this is going to end soon. And it does have like multiple endings and it sets up for part three, which is going to be called Spider-Man Beyond the Mm Spider-Verse. But you're right. It is. It's a lot of info to take in. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is like, wow, I can't. I don't know if my brain can handle all of this, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. You felt I felt like I was in the action. Can you tell me for someone, again, who's not connected to this like storyline, is there like what's the premise of this movie? Yeah. So the premise is, is Haley Steinfeld plays Gwen Stacy, who in one universe is dealing with the death of her friend, Peter Parker. And then she's able to go to another multiverse to go talk to her friend, Miles Morales, who is the Spider-Man in that multiverse but what miles doesn't know is that gwen is part of this like community of spider people and he gets kind of wrapped him he gets wrapped up in this whole thing and learns that he's broken this piece this what's called an event and that kind of shatters what this whole spider verse thing is and now he has to rectify that before it's too late yeah, that's great. Good job summing that up. Because, <laughs> Again, like, because uh, there's okay, so, so much once happening. Upon a time, like, there was a pig. There's a reason yeah. he's got his own YouTube channel, Don. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very, very well said. How many uh, tickets? Done? Four and a half out of five for Spider-Man. Uh, I'm excited to see it again because you can't take it all in one I was going to say, you'd probably setting. see it a whole new movie. Right. Yes. Oh, for sure. Let's talk about, you know, you had the crowded room on here, but yeah. uh, I know you also had thoughts about Black Mirror. Yes. Dawn just watched Black I just Mirror. watched the first episode. I, Jonah's Awful. So I've seen, so I got to do interviews for this. That's the so title, to, by the way. That's the title. Jonah's Awful is for the first one. Yes. There's five episodes this season, season six. Jonah's Awful starring Annie Murphy and Selma Hayek, which I thought was fascinating. It was so good. I'm so I was so excited to see a story that because, you know, it's you don't want it to be like, okay we have run out of stories because every it's just a weird universe where if the whole message of Black Mirror is really like our future could be really dark if we continue to let, you know, artificial intelligence or computers take over. And this was a new idea that I was like, oh, oh, oh. And it had layer upon layer of stories. And what I will say about one layer is that it's imagine you're like having a horrible day. Joan is awful. And then she like is sitting on her couch with the boyfriend that she doesn't really care for. Turns on the tube, turns on net like a streaming service, Streamberry, which is basically Netflix, as you can tell by the graphics. And all of a sudden her life is what is this new show that she doesn't oh know about. <laughs> Oh my God. And the person playing her is Selma Hayek. And it's all of what we just saw previously in the episode. Oh my God. And she's like, what just happened in my life? Yeah. And then it keeps going. And it's like, how can she maybe manipulate the show in real time? Yeah. And from there, it just spirals. And it's all about this world we live in right now about content, content creation. What is that? Yeah. Is it just about content or is it the quality of the content? What is driving all that? Oh, God. It's like mind numbing. It's crazy that it they can jam all that into one hour episode. Right. So that one I think is an hour. Another one called, um, oh, I'm forgetting. Oh, Beyond the Sea with Josh Hartnett and Kate Mara and Aaron Paul is about two astronauts that have kind of this life swapping ability. So in one way they can be at home with their families and when they plug in, kind of like the Matrix, they are then in the space shuttle. That is kind of the beginning point of that episode mm-hmm. and that that's the longest one at 80 minutes. I think that's episode oh, 80 minutes. Three. Yeah, and then the shortest one is 40 minutes. That is called Maisie Day about uh, a young starlet uh, who gets into a car accident and disappears from the set of her movie that she's filming. And all these paparazzi are like, can we find her? 
And then there's kind of a bounty for whoever can get a shot of her looking disheveled mess will get like $30,000. And uh, Sussy Beats and Danny Ramirez are in it, and they play these two paparazzis, and they kind of figure out where she is. And from there, it goes into a very, like Black Mirror, dark, twisted, you won't see it coming. Oh my God, I love it. I'm going to have to watch this You do. Um, Again, how many episodes in? So it's five for season six. They're all available now. And again, you can pick, Don, just like you said, you can kind of pick and choose. You don't need to go in order. They're all very different stories, different cast. It starts, each episode starts in a very grounded reality. You know where they are. And then from there, it just spirals into like, ooh, what is happening? Did you give this a ticket stub? Um, I'm giving it four out of five. Okay. I haven't done a review yet, but yeah, I got to talk to Josh Hartnett, mentioned Colleen to Josh. Oh, fun. He, he said hello to her. And oh. Kate Mara and Daniel Ramirez and Sussie. And Annie Murphy did a little bit of um, Alexis Rose for me in my interview with her. Oh, my God. Aww. That's so awesome. Yeah. Paul, hey, uh, you have an event coming up. Yes. That- so June 25th, next Sunday, it's my movie series at uh, Imagine Theaters Egan. It's going to be The Dark Knight. Speaking of Batman, it's Ooh. my favorite superhero movie, The Dark Knight. We're going to do a little talk back afterwards. Fun. Tickets are now on sale. They're selling fast. So make sure to get them before the sellout and we're going to talk about the movie afterwards it's been i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A really great time. And if you, uh, if people want to watch your uh, interviews with yeah. actors, yeah. where Paul's do they go? PaulStripTheMovies.com or PaulStripTheMovies on YouTube. Click subscribe. I've got some fun ones coming next week for the new Wes Anderson movie as well. <gasps> so Asteroid oh, City. Yes. So good. So when good. we come back, uh, we've got more pop culture for you, Dawn. But thank you so much for being with us again, Paul. Are you going to be on Twin Cities Live? I am not, but they are airing some of my interviews. Fabulous. You can catch some of those fabulous celebrity interviews uh, when Paul makes his Twin Cities Live debut without actually being there. Look at you, girl. I am on TV and I don't even have to show up. That's great. That is fabulous. Happy Pride. And we'll be right back here on My Talk 106. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my good friends at Boulevard Auto Works. BLVDAutoWorks.com. Tom and his team have been over in St. Anthony now for well over 40 years. Tom actually got his start there. He started working there as a teen, loved the job so much, he bought the business. And now he staffed it with plenty of other professionals, experts, and most importantly, relatable uh, people who can speak car in a language you'll understand. By that, I mean, they're not going to take you for a ride. You don't have to worry about them. Um, I don't know, talking down to you or patronizing you. Um, The only patronizing that's going on is you repeatedly uh, bringing your car back to Boulevard Auto Works. That's been my experience. When I bring in my car, they explain things to me in language I can understand. And most importantly, um, they just do a really great job. I trust my vehicle with Boulevard and so should you. Head to blvdautoworks.com today. Don't forget to tell Brad. Welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and John as we wrap up another week of wonder in the world of pop culture and beyond. Lori and Julia taking over, of course, at three on this beautiful 
sunny. What was the uh, weather? I'm sorry, Dawn. Um, yeah, so it looks like tomorrow partial sunshine, warm and more humid with a few, oh, a few afternoon or evening thunderstorms, but they won't be severe. Okay, High good. Of 86. Good. And then we could use some rain. Uh, you know, yes, we can, especially in Canada, a warm and humid with a few thunderstorms on Sunday, a high of 81. All right. Good to know. Thank you for that update. And hey, mm-hmm. um, you're a Pokemon fan. I am. I play um, Pokemon Go, which is the That's phone the phone version. version. And then also on the Nintendo Switch, you there's a game you can play where you can actually take the po- Pokemon that you've caught out in the wild and ping them to your game. And so then they're in your game, and they're in your game. Somehow you just you can hold it up to your. Do you do? Switch. The, do you do the card thing? No, Pokemon that is cards? a completely different thing. It yeah. is, and that's the oldest version of playing any type of a Pokemon game is the the little literal cards, and some of them are super rare and super expensive. And so, what do you do with the cards? Um, well, think of I'd like to think of it like um, battling with like. Is it like Dungeons and Dragons it, role playing? Kind of. It's like, well, if do you know what magic cards are? Magic the Gathering. I've heard of Magic okay. the Gathering, but I don't, I've never like, played it. Think of like um, you have certain statistics that you're. Um, it's like a mathematical statistics game, really. Like you have so many points in certain areas for certain cards. Like this monster can beat this monster because of these numbers. Got it. So it's like a numbers dominoes type of a okay. game. Well, the reason I bring that up is because Hugh Hefner's son joined OnlyFans so what? that he could splurge on his Pokemon cards. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. There's to a lot going there. on. There's OnlyFans. I know. And Hugh Hefner's son. So this is so bizarre and random, but it showed up in my timeline. The 33 year old son of the late Playboy founder, who by the way has four children. His name is uh, Marston Hefner. Mm. He's 33. And he apparently describes himself as bisexual AF. He is married to Anna Lambrupolis. And the couple is expecting their first child. Is she bisexual AF? I don't know. But I do know that uh, he uh, calls himself a kinky content creator. And apparently his wife is not happy about his OnlyFans account where he strips down for paying subscribers. But he's like, I don't care. I want my Pokemon cards. So I'm going to take it off and do some things. Uh, Oh, my God. So he's literally doing it just to buy Pokemon cards. Yeah. Apparently, most of the content is Pokemon related. Oh. I don't know what that means. It says most of the content is Pokemon related, but the uh, young Hefner also has videos where he tantalizes fans by undressing himself slowly and engaging in, I can't even read those words. (laughs) Engaging in what? (sighs) Okay, how do I do this? uh... With some audio. Mm. Hello? You know what that is? It's a doorbell. It's a ding dong bell. It's not the front door. Okay. It's the back door. That's okay. In uh, let's just say back door play. (laughs) He didn't use those words anyway. So apparently he has made a fortune. Yeah. uh, From this content, and I shouldn't say a fortune. All Pokemon sex content. I don't know. Uh, Do you want to know? I was just thinking maybe I could read you some of the characters. Oh, to see if they're like if any of them are, you could turn it into um, 
something. Well, those are my and top Now, here, ones. no judgment, by the way. Like, I don't have any judgment about anybody doing OnlyFans. I just think it's weird that he's like, his wife's like, I'm not really sure about this OnlyFans thing. He's like, well, that's okay. I'm doing it because I want my Pokemon cards. I just, it seems a little, it seems, seems a little interesting. I just don't know if that's, well, maybe he just doesn't have any. Sometimes I think it's when also celebrity very... kids grow up, Brooklyn Beckham, yeah. they don't have a lot of opportunities to explore what they would like to do in life because everything is handed to them. Yeah. And so maybe he doesn't really know how to make money on his own. He doesn't have a passion. It also is interesting to me because it, there, this is like this. These are contradictory statements like he's taken it off and doing things down there hmm. for money. But then it points out that um he does not share content that shows himself having sex, but he would support his wife if she ever wanted to join OnlyFans. Oh. And then talks about how he'd be fine if she wanted an open relationship. I oh, feel like God. there's some. He needs I to feel like these are conversations out. he needs to have with his therapist <laughs> and not with the New York Post. He's really, really wanting to branch out there. Yeah. He just sounds like he's really horny and wants Pokemon cards. Yeah, this is every person that plays Pokemon. I was going to say, I was going to say, every guy that plays Pokemon. Oh, sorry. I don't know that you want to give them all the tip to like open an OnlyFans so that they can pay for their habit. (laughs) It's just kind of like. Also, what were the names that you were going to share with me? Well, like, um, Typhlosion, maybe? Tojakiss? Ooh. Uh, Tojakiss? Yeah. Or Togekiss, T-O-G-E-K-I-S-S. Um, we have Squirtle. We oh, have... no, that no, that one right there. Just take that one down. I'm not Snorlax. <laughs> okay. Mewtwo. So, again, we're talking about uh, Marston Hefner. That name has got to go. It's too rich white boy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Marston. I mean, what do, you, what do you expect him to be named? He is a rich white boy. I know, but maybe just like a classical name, like Bob. I don't know, Bob McCracken. Bob McCracken. Well, <laughs> so Bob's shown as McCracken <laughs> for money, and he refused, by the way, to reveal how much he earns, but hinted that it was a lot, saying that he would be able. Now, you tell me what this means, okay? Or at least you would know how to find out. Sure, sure. He sure. tells uh, page six. That he would, he will be able to afford a Pokemon trophy card by the end of the year. Okay. Um, I mean, is a trophy card. Uh, like, I mean, they go for like, I think Logan Paul or one of the Paul brothers. They bought for millions of dollars. Whoa. Um, not games. I want to type in cards here. Yeah, it's like it basically. If you were a kid that didn't ever open a pack of Pokemon cards in the eighties, you could never. Quite possibly, you wouldn't have to work anymore really? in your life. Absolutely, but the thing is, is that nobody knew these were going to be okay. Here are the top seventeen most rare and expensive Pokemon cards. Okay, we have a. Mm, what? What is that? Okay, this one goes for. Just tell me the price. This is so terrible. I'm sorry. I'm doing this live on the radio here. Um, no, it's okay. I did not prepare you for this segment other than to tell you I had something to tell you about 70, Pokemon 000? cards. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. $70,000? Um, one sold for 31200 in April of 2021. Um, a lot of these are still in the original. Okay, well, honestly, if they're like tens of thousands, I mean, that, that's a lot. I don't want to spend that. But for OnlyFans, I feel like that's not a lot. Yeah, I mean, he could buy, he could, I mean, they're like 32,000, 70,000, 
There are ones that go up to a couple of million because it's like there are only three left in the world. Of also, this. he's the son of Hugh Hefner. Sure. Why does he have to do OnlyFans to buy his Pokemon cards? Doesn't he have like millions of dollars? Well, you would think so, but you know how it goes. I mean, there are three other siblings. And so who and and Playboy that magazine isn't really it's only on they're not making money really anymore it's only online i believe so that's got to be with all the other well, yeah, ways don't you think to his get dad had like buttloads of cash you would hope so yeah yeah i wonder if he lives in the mansion we'll never know i guess we'll never know unless we subscribe to his only fans for his <laughs> his Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, also, we never made any jokes using the word poke. Okay, hey, oh. when we come back. Oh, wait, we're not coming back until no. Monday. That's right. But up next, Lori and Julia take over for the next few hours on My Talk. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.